so much pressure to get me and my kid prepared for that but other than that i've been chilling you're going to nueva chill. york yeah nice. to the snow you're gonna be cold girl i'm excited um i had an interesting week i had surgery i'm kind of high right now we'll discuss Morning. my surgery in a later um episode um, but currently, I'm I'm pretty uh, intoxicated. Yeah, I'm, under the influence. I'm drinking water, so if I don't make sense at any point during this podcast, just blame narcotics. I am not post surgery, but I am drinking wine. So if I say anything, just blame the wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we have our first special guest, and I'm really excited because she's one of my best friends. And um, the reason I brought her on is because she is an expert in the topic that I want to discuss today. Do we even like officially name this topic or? I don't know if there's an official name, but I guess basically how to talk about sex and body parts with your toddler slash children because you you have to start early, I think. Yeah, and there is no, I mean, not that I've seen lately any, like, how-to guides. I haven't Googled it or anything, but I'm sure I'm glad I know your friend because this is going to be really Well, because people think you don't have this talk until much later on. And it comes very early because we're human. And thankfully, I have this friend because she educated me on this when I was pregnant, and I did not even think about this. But anyway, this friend has a name. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um... I would like you guys to meet my friend, Jessica Romo. She is an advocacy program manager at a nonprofit, and I would like you to explain yes, what so you do. Thanks. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. Thanks for having me on. So, yeah. So, my nonprofit works with survivors of sexual assault, domestic violence, and child maltreatment. Um, and so, we are always having the conversation um, about kids and their bodies and how, as parents, we can talk about these things. Right. So I think a lot of parents think that they don't have to talk about body parts or sex till much later. I don't even really remember when my mom talked about it for me. I know that I had pet names for my body parts, like Fifi yeah. and Chi-Chi's and, you know, like, yeah. it was never straight up vagina. No, in my household, it was vagina. It was buttocks. It was, like, defecate and urinate. Really? <laughs> yeah, but I don't think my mom talked to me about sex, so, like, she found birth control on my bed when I was, like, 14 or something. It's <laughs> like, what are those? I'm like, huh? <laughs> even when I had got, even when I got my period, I remember like a lot of my my friends. Um, like I remember my, one of my best friends. Her mom bought her like all this pink shit and like a pink robe and like a pink or maybe it was red. Like to to what are they doing? Are they bouncing? Yeah, I think they're bouncing a ball. Yeah, I the conversation about periods mm-hmm. and like sex. <clears throat> even though we had like we labeled our private parts correctly like I, I, I don't feel like it was something a topic that was like 
openly discussed, like I like I saw in my other friends' homes. And I thought it was like a racial thing. I thought because I was black, like we just didn't talk about it. But my my mom's parents were much older and much yeah. So I think it was kind of like a more like they were just more conservative, and so she did that with me. So it wasn't much that we discussed. No, I looked at the word pregnant as a bad word. I remember thinking the word pregnant was like a bad word. (laughs) Like don't say it. Yeah. (laughs) Which lets me know like I didn't didn't get the education that I needed. And my mom, you know, probably didn't even know. I mean. It's just like this whole hush-hush, don't talk about it thing. And like even like there was definitely not a conversation about masturbation or like Mm -hmm. anything like that. Like feeling that like that was forbidden and it was bad. It's a generational thing, though, too, right? Like, now in society, we're seeing people are more open with their bodies or open to talk about their bodies. People are open to talk about gender now. That We didn't have that when we were growing up. Um, our parents were just trying to get by and, like, figure it out. Um, and hopefully we didn't ask too many questions. Yeah, because it was really <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think parents put a lot of pressure on themselves to say, like, we need to have the talk, the talk. And there is no talk to have. It should just happen all the way. It should be a conversation. Yeah, and it shouldn't be scary because... Or weird. Yeah. Because it happens. It's real life. It's natural. Like, eventually, everybody's going to fuck. Right? Like, oh, when boy. you were... Like, my mom tried to have, like, the talk with me in high school, and it was so Not embarrassing. Like that, but, you know, like, that's, how, right. that's how you got here. That's how we got here. Like, no, I know. But it, the kids dread it. The parents dread it. No one wants to have this talk. Because it's been so, like, non-communicated for so long. It's an ongoing conversation. It, there's no talk. It's right. just something that you're constantly educating your kids and probably yourself. And thank I'm, God I have you as a friend because seriously, <laughs> I would be, I would be out here talking about my butterfly, my chi I'm, I'm glad to know you too, girl, because there's a lot of, I, I didn't realize there was so much, so many like small things that are so important that are so easy to implement, but if you don't know to do it, then you won't. Right. So the talk isn't just about, let's talk to your kids about sex. No. Like the talk is let's talk to your kids about their bodies and let's not shame them about it. Let's it, let it be a normal conversation. So when Erica and I were talking when she was pregnant, or even when Irie was a baby, I'd be like, okay, you need to teach her that this is her vagina and she needs to name that. And so a lot of parents are really afraid of that because like, what? I don't want like my baby saying vagina. Like that's so vulgar. But if you don't make it weird or embarrassing, they're not going to think it's weird or embarrassing. It's a normal thing. thing right? That's what it's called. Yeah, that's what it's called. And it just empowers them to know this is my body and this is what it, it's called. So if God forbid anything ever were to happen to them, they would know exactly how to say someone touched my vagina or say you know and it's it's very clear and no one will get misconstrued as to what it is because they know what the word is for that right so I mean even for me like knowing that and then putting it into practice I have to say it was awkward (laughs) oh oh, implementing this rule yeah like because I mean I knew that it was the right thing to do but because I was never taught that like it felt awkward it felt awkward for me to be like Irie this is your vagina Say vagina. Yeah. And she's like, vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would. <laughs> she's like, vagina. vagina. And I'm like, vagina. Vagina. <laughs> and just, I, I even, I slip up. I still slip up because I go back to what I was taught in my right, old habits. Right. It wasn't actually till recently when we had this conversation recently that I had to like, kind of like refresh myself and recheck myself to Understand. go back to Irie and be like, you know what? 
what is this called again? Right, right. And she remembered. But she has gotten used to calling it something different. Um, I remember this <coughs> story you told us last week that um, left a big impression on me mm-hmm. about the like the, a, the, a case where... Um, tell me the story. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think we talk about the importance and why. And people don't... Sometimes they don't get it. They're like, well, whatever. What's the harm in calling it something right. pretty or something that I want? Like, it's your flower. It's your butterfly. Uh, so we had a case where a little girl said, you know, this person touched my butterfly. Her parents knew that her butterfly was her vagina, but no one else knew that. And that didn't hold up in court. So unfortunately, they didn't really get the justice that they deserved because you can't prove to anyone that your butterfly was your vagina. She could not say, this is my vagina. Despite the fact that she was a child and that's how she had been taught and brought up, which is the scariest shit I've ever fucking heard. Exactly. Like, I would... So it's very important, obviously. Yeah, like, if you told me that this person is going to walk free or not get the penalty, whatever, murder, death, mm-hmm. for touching my child... <laughs> I'm going to take matters into my own hands. <laughs> because my daughter called it a butterfly, okay. I'm going to be not only upset at the justice system, upset with myself. Right. And I'm going to feel like I didn't protect my child. But you're also making the assumption that your child's going to tell you, and you and you and your child know what that means. Sometimes they want to tell a teacher or someone else who's trusted. And so say they tell a teacher, someone touched my butterfly, and the teacher has no idea what they're talking about, they're going to be really dismissive. And so the child's like, why am I going to tell anyone anything when no one is doing anything about it? And I know that this is wrong, and I know this feels wrong, but I'm not doing anything about it. Yes, baby? You okay? <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, Luna, share the computer. Share the computer, okay? She wants to work, too. (laughs) Sorry, guys. You know. You know how it goes. Nobody shares. Oh, and by the way, um, when we say close the door, it's actually a clear door. We We can can see see our kids. So it's not like they were... In case anyone was writing us up to the parental uh, abuse uh, board, we can see them. (laughs) It's a clear French door. (laughs) And I'm watching them as we yell at them to close it. (laughs) But yeah, no, exactly. Going back to that, I mean, yeah, like if a a child told her teacher, like someone touched my butterfly and the teacher's like, okay, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's so dismissive and the teacher has no idea the damage that she's doing and the child is, that might be the only time she ever tries and that's it and that can change her life right then and there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, she could be told by her perpetrator like you tell anyone and they're not going to believe you or I'm going to hurt you I'm going to hurt your family so if that was your one shot for this child to feel like empowered and to be able to say something you've just totally ruined that and lost that moment mm-hmm. because no one can communicate whatever she's trying to communicate because it's just basically the, the word she's using to just label her vagina yeah. And this goes for boys, too. You need to teach your boys penis. Heck, yeah. I know we have girls, so sometimes we, we, are, just say, we discuss, yeah. you know, the female daughters, and daughters. But it goes but for, first. you got to protect our sons and our daughters. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I had a I had someone who told me her, in her family they only called his penis a water spout. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? No. And I gave her that exact same example of, like, imagine he told... His teacher, someone touched my water spout. She'd be like, okay, whatever. Like, right. turn it off. So, <laughs> put your water bottle away, or, you know? You know, yeah. And, and I mean, shit, like, our, our kids are only three, and I used two. 
She'll be great next month. We got some, like, <laughs> by the way, we have some ginormous ass kids. I know they look like four. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have, like, abnormally tall children. They are really tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, I'm noticing even as early as three, and, you know, I don't know if you're noticing it too, but you, they do just begin to discover their body parts, and that certain things make them feel good, and they're, you know, and they don't even know what that means. So I do, I'm now, for the first time, obviously I'm a first time parent, um, coming into like how important it is to not, you know, make them feel shameful or guilt or bad for, for even discovering those parts because they're humans. They're coming into this body for the first time. They, you know, they've never been here before. They don't know what the hell. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, this is nice. So even that's like weird and awkward, but it still has to be addressed in, in a like loving and like embraced manner. How do you? Yeah, it's definitely about not shaming them about their body and and, you know, we see this happen with kids all the time. You know, you guys are talking about boys. I remember, like, my younger brothers on the soccer field just having their hands in their pants, <laughs> you know, and they're touching their penis. But it's not about, it's saying, like, oh, okay, I know, like, you're discovering yourself and you want to touch your penis, but we're not going to do that on the soccer field. <laughs> or, you know, like, you they, you set parameters around that and you say, you know, that that's fine that you want to do that, but you're going to do that in your bedroom. You're going to do that alone in your own time. That's okay. Alone, right? Yeah, and whatever rules you have around masturbation, around their body, it is what it is. Sometimes they share a room, so maybe it's not your room. Maybe right. it's like you're going to do it's it in the, the bathroom. Shower, right. Right. A little time. Whatever you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. But this is not something we do in public, and this is not something to be ashamed of. Love mm-hmm. your body and cherish it, and that's but that's your time. You can have that time, and that's okay. Right. I, I think that's, um, as parents, that's a, I think that's the number one thing. I think people parents especially in public because like kids will do things in public and we get so awkward and embarrassed and insecure because we're so insecure and haven't been taught correctly that it's like hey stop doing that because you're you're automatically embarrassed but that's a like that's my whole one of my biggest things in parenting period in every aspect is like fuck everybody's opinion and fuck whatever you know like you have to step out of that for a second because that's so socially driven to just talk about it normally because our first reaction can be to be so snappy because mm-hmm. we're, we get a certain type of feeling yeah I knew um the story about this chick this mom and she said I don't know how old the kid was like maybe he was like eight or seven but like he obviously just started discovering that little penis and he was pulling that shit out everywhere <laughs> like trying to touch it like at a restaurant like yeah. he just kept trying to get naked and she had to finally have the conversation and she was so humiliated but I guess it's just like the communication oh my god oh my gosh this could end bad hey no, guys none hey. of that okay they're playing with an umbrella and that it's open scary. and in the house and one of them on each side. Hey, enough of that. This is not Karate Ninja class with the umbrella. Let's just watch the movie and chill. Watch Peppa Pig. No, put the umbrella away. Yeah, put it down. No more umbrella. Give it to me. Thank you. Never. Never. Ooh, never. I read. How about now? That's my umbrella. One. That's my umbrella. Oh. You don't throw at me. Are you going to get a pow pow? Okay. Go watch Peppa Pig. Oh my goodness. Very empowered children. Yeah, a little too empowered. <laughs> really, way too comfortable. <laughs> she just tried to jump me or <laughs> She was like, that's my umbrella. <laughs> I know, I was going through a, a, mo- a phase of toughness. Now they're talking shit about us, look. Yeah, they're saying, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that some shit? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 
I could see how that could be, you know, it's very react, reactionary. Is that a word? Like, mm-hmm. it's a fair reaction. You, you, you. <laughs> I like it. I understood it. You know, I mean, I, I know for me, like, even my mom, because I will say that I think some of it is generational and, you know, the conservativeness of the past and how we talk about sex. Like, Irie discovering her her body parts and, like, when she would take her diaper off, she would, like, open up her legs and touch herself and not in any sort of sexual way, but just be, like, hmm, discovering the thing. Like, look, look what I have. What is this? And mm-hmm. my mom would be kind of, like, she would come to me and be, like, Erica, is, is, is Irie getting touched? Mm-hmm. Or, like, is everything okay? Like, that's not normal. And I'm, like, no, it is normal, Mom. She's discovering her body. And please don't do that because I'm trying to teach her something different because I don't want her to feel like something's wrong. I do need to teach her that, no, you don't take off your diaper and open up your legs in front of everybody. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, don't teach her that it's something to be ashamed of. Right. right. But, but I understand because yeah. even me, I've had to check myself into come, like, like really genuinely feeling that way because my first reaction is the same as my mother because that's what I was taught. Yeah, and you know, and that's not a bad thing either. If you know, if you think or you want to ask, you can ask your kids, has anyone ever touched your vagina? <laughs> okay, I'm okay. What did they want? Anyway, no, it's true. I mean, I think it's trying to find that balance and Erica's mom was not wrong either, being like, has anyone touched right, right, right. Sometimes vagina? That, sometimes because that sometimes that is, you need to that ask those questions. Yeah. Yeah. There are different things that can be indications, but yes, there's there just no need to jump to conclusions because the truth is there is going to be a period when they're constantly discovering new shit about their bodies because it's new. Right, right. Well, yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was going to say something. I mean, and any type of friction, you know, like there is a, you know, adverse reaction. I mean, is that the right word, adverse reaction? There's, you know, there's a pleasurable <laughs> reaction. Right, like, no, and they're going to discover that and it's going to be like, okay. And so I think it's about having that conversation before you're in the grocery store instead of being like, stop touching your vagina. To like remember what we talked about. <laughs> right, right. Don't do that. Not <laughs> in the grocery store, I guess. So you've already had that conversation. <laughs> I didn't know that was like a window door. Yeah. They know. <laughs> okay. The strawberries are cut. So they're fine. I mean, but you were talking about um, sort of signs and things to look for. And there are a couple of things. So one... Um, we, we often say, like, well, when's the age you can talk to your kids about sex? So I think it's really important if however old your child is, say they see a movie or something, they say, like, you know, when can, you know, my daughter saw in a movie, like, what, like, sex, and she asked what sex is, or she heard that word. It's really important before you go on, like, this huge, long lecture to be like, well, what do you think about it? And then listen to what they say first. Because maybe like, oh, maybe it's when a boy and girl kiss each other. Like, okay, that's fine. But it's about giving them as much information as you're comfortable with. So some families believe, you know, sex happens when after you're married or after you've been in a long-term loving relationship. And that's fine. That's Those are your rules and your house rules. So it's about explaining whatever you feel comfortable with but not lying. So like... Fuck the stork. We're not saying, like, the stork came or we're not saying, uh, you know, it just came from an imaginary land because 
once they realize the truth and they realize like they've been lied to by their parents, they're gonna be like, well, I've been lying to my whole life. It's, it's <laughs> what like, else did you lie? Right. Exactly. Lying. Exactly. So try to be as truthful and honest. But when we're talking about like what are signs, say with child sexual abuse, say like all you've ever told your child was, well, you know what, you're two and sex is. If you want to know, it's like kissing or you know. Um, and then they say, well, actually. It's a pen when a penis enters a vagina, and you have never told them that. That's something you need to explore. So if they have sex knowledge that's a lot greater than it whatever should be for their age or what you've told them, then you're cons- you need to ask some questions like, "Who told you that? Where is that Where'd you learn that from?" from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, not in a scary way, like a, no, like no. Who told you that? Right. <laughs> yeah, like oh really, honey? Where did, where did you learn that? And, and I, deep down inside, your blood is boiling, and you're you're looking at whose number you're gonna call. That's, well, like when you were saying, like, oh, who am I gonna kill with this? That's the biggest thing we say too. Is and it's the hardest thing to say, but it's like sometimes your kids will be playing with other kids, and they're like, oh yeah, so when so and so like brought me to his bedroom, or and it's about controlling yourself and controlling your facial reaction because if to they get the you, answers uh-huh and exactly how erica just said like oh okay like what do you, what do you mean what happened right instead of being like who touched you like look at me i had like in my experience like my mom was so afraid of that it was like drilled right. it, and it was like jessica come into my room and I'm like, okay she's like has anyone touched your vagina? And I'm like, no, they have. And it was like, are you sure? I'm like, no. I it. And I hated having that conversation. But if it's a normal conversation that you're hearing, like, oh, okay, did anyone touch your vagina? Okay. <laughs> you know? No. no. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I think even you had mentioned the other day, like, just when, like, say your daughter comes home from school or your toddler comes home to school and just make it casual, like, hey, so how was school? Did anyone touch your vagina today? Oh, cool. Let's go make lunch. Like, mm-hmm. make it as casual as, as that. that. It yeah. sounds so strange, but... Mommy. Yes, baby. Okay, one second. Go sit down. I'll make you some more, okay? I'm coming. <laughs> the disappointment. I know. <laughs> but just making it just as casual as that, you know? It sounds so weird. It even sounds weird me saying it, but it makes sense. Yeah, the vagina talk should be... I mean, or the penis talk. Should be often, yeah. Is it in regular well, conversation? How was lunch? Right, but it's because it's all—it's more so about your reaction. If it's more so about like, actually, mommy, yes, someone did touch my vagina, and instead of like crying or making it, because once you cry or do that, you make it about you, right? And then your child is gonna want to protect you. I'm like, what's wrong? I shouldn't have said that. Why right. are you crying? Right. And now all these things are happening because I said that. Just because of the attitude and energy surrounding the conversation. Yeah. And so definitely try to control your facial expressions and control your temper. And we often say, um, you know, but reassure them you're going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to my coworker about this because I knew I was coming on to this podcast. And I was like, there's just so much to talk about. Like, what do you do? And you know statistically we always tell our kids like stranger danger beware of strangers and that's really not the case usually 90 percent of the time they're going to be sexually assaulted or molested by someone that they know someone really really close to them who misuses that trust and so she had a situation where there was like this really rambunctious boy and she's like you know i really don't think it was child sexual abuse I think he was just really rambunctious and he was coming up and he was trying to mess with her and he grabbed her vagina 
And so my daughter, she she was like in kindergarten, and she knew because she'd grown up talking about it. And she told her teacher like, "Hey, like Tommy touched my vagina," and her teacher was like, "No, he didn't mean it," and totally dismissed her. And so then her daughter went home and was talking about her day and like, yeah, I was playing with Tommy and then he touched my vagina. And she was like, oh, okay, like, tell me more about this. Right. Should you tell your teacher? Right. She's like, yeah. And so offline, away from her daughter, she called her teacher right. and was like, what the hell? Right. But then she was like, just to let you know, I called your teacher and, you know, Tommy, that was totally not okay that he did that and he's not going to do that again. And so her daughter got immediate results and felt really validated. Mm, Mm -hmm. Because at first she was really dismissed by her teacher, but her mom validated that. Right. Right. And that's really important to validate their feelings. And right. it'd not to question them, like, well, why were you there? Why right. did you go to right, his house? Right, right. Or, you know, just don't to validate do that. that we're acknowledging what you're telling us. I believe you. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Like, we're going to do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important because I think a lot of times as parents, we get caught up in the details that don't matter. Mm-hmm. We right. want to know every little aspect of what happened, except when it really doesn't matter. What matters is kind of like, Resolving the action and what happened and moving forward. Yeah, I mean, think about as adults now, like, think about the slut walk that Amber Rose has. It's all around body shaming and victim blaming. And we need to get away from this culture where we're asking girls, why are you wearing that? That's why you got raped. Why were you drunk? That's why you got raped. That drives me insane. And we start... With kids, right? Yeah. We start like, well, why are we playing with that little boy when you shouldn't have? Because socially, there's this weird nature around it. Like, it's, there's a, like, I think mostly for, I mean, obviously, like, for women, there's, like, a guilt and a shame place. And that's why, this is my other question, because this is really, di- like, a, a difficult place for me, because I am a very empowered and naked woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a naturalist. So I do like to be naked. And I, and low-key, like, before, I mean, not before, I mean, and after I have a ki- I had a kid, like... If you come to my house and you're my friend, you're likely to have to see me naked. Because if you come to my house, this is I want to wear only my panties, and I don't care how you feel about it. And if you feel some type of way about it, that's your fault. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well, go home. But you know, I feel like I despise the 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 rhetoric that women's bodies are these sexual like temples of desire only like we do so much like we, we birth children like guys have tits and we have tits we have a little more fatty tissue we feed kids you know like mm-hmm. this whole double standard really irritates the shit out of me and I cause I or if you want to be naked then you're slutty you want attention right. like I don't have that much tits to want that much attention like if I was 50 pounds more maybe I would want attention yes <laughs> right. I would be twerking all over <laughs> But then having a daughter, I realized, like, I want her to be empowered. I want her to be naked. She's like, Mom, let's get naked. We have a naked dance. Like, she wants mm-hmm. to rub her chest against mine and, like, skin to skin, and we're having fun, and we want to dance naked. But then I realized that I, there has to be a fine line between, like, her understanding, like, it's okay to be naked and have fun, and people should respect your body, and that's the, how it's supposed to be. But unfortunately, there are a lot of fucking creeps, and I can't kill them all and know exactly who is who. Because there are so many stories I've heard that are so fucking scary, like grandfathers raping yes. grandchildren. Yeah. I've heard fathers, stepfathers, uncles, friends, and these are all just from like my close circle of friends. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard horrible stories that I know have affected many people until their adulthood. And it's like, how do you protect your kid and also empower them from, you know, like not having the wrong body image, mm-hmm. but also. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
you know, like, where is that balance? How do you make that balance? Yeah, and I think it's finding whatever your boundaries are. So maybe get the conversation that you're going to have with Luna is going to be like, okay, this is mommy and Luna time. Right. That's when we do this. At and home, it's right. your choice. Right. So right now, you know, as an adult, you're making the choice for yourself, but you're also making the choice for her. Like, this is going to be our style. Right, We're right, naked. right. When she gets older, or even now, she's at a time where she can decide right, right, if, if she, she wants, wants to get or naked or not. And so to let her know, I'm, in, I'm empowering you so if you want to take your clothes off when it's just us, that's fine. Right. But that's just our thing. Right. When, you know, when other people come over, we don't do that. That's our special thing. You yeah. Because I notice myself getting irritated. Not irritated, but annoyed. Because, like, um, like I mean, grandparents in general are obviously older than us. But um, even my dad, even on her dad's parents' side, like, why are you naked? Where are your clothes? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. this whole, like... Yeah. It's bad to be naked. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, chill out, everybody. Like, first of all, this is all family. We're in the crib. It's hot. You know? <laughs> but then, you know, so, and I want to be able to approach that without them feeling like I'm completely crazy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I do, like, there's nothing wrong with our bodies and everybody else is crazy. So it's like trying to raise a European-style child in California. <laughs> no, I totally get that. But I think also, like, I'm hypersensitive to it because of my work. Because right. I'm like, no. I can't trust anybody. You, no, you have absolutely. to put your clothes on. And you can't. You know? And that's the fucking thing. You absolutely can't trust anyone. Unless they fucking personally, I mean, even this can, I'm sure there's stories that contradict this. Unless they raised you personally through your whole life and didn't do anything weird, then they can raise your kid. But even there's stories that go both ways on that, you know? Yeah, so I would err on the side of caution. I mean, like, you know what, we're going to have our naked parties when it's just us, and that's it. And, you know, when uh, we have company at our home, it's close time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I think another topic that I, I feel like I want to be the hippie mother about it, but there's still that conservative, protective person in me. Not even protective, because I know, like, like if she's safe, like, my daughter is safe with me and her father, you mm-hmm. know? But what, what do you think about children of the opposite sex being naked around their parents like the little boy being naked the little boy seeing his mother naked until he's 11 right or yeah. the little girl seeing her naked father naked her father naked till she's 10 12 yeah, yeah, like yeah you know like I know Irie has been in, around her father naked I mean he she's seen her father naked yeah you I mean, know it's inevitable that's not weird I mean well you're saying it but for how long like yeah. what's right. acceptable how long? what's right. acceptable what when what at one point is it weird? Yeah, I think Dad stopped doing that recently. Like it was like, okay, we are not showering. I mean, I know the hippie in me wants to be like, well, society puts <laughs> it. No, I know, me too. No standards on the body, and there is no time limit. But then the other top part of me is like, uh, well, do I want to see my dad naked right now? Hell no. <laughs> right. Like, did I, I, mean, I, I want to yes. see my dad naked when I was twelve? Hell no. Now twelve. <laughs> I, I do remember being like four or five and like my dad used to take baths with us like with me and then um, he I remember when he started putting on like swimming trunks <laughs> even that Alana was talking about this and she was like I would get so mad she's like after like five I'm like why why are you wearing those trunks like get naked we're getting in the bathtub so they're what like they're, you still have to remember like, they, kids don't really understand because I do remember being like 
why do you gotta wear your swimming trunks? You're so weird. Right. But also, <laughs> you don't know. But also, oh, this is really creepy and weird, but I read it in a psychology book. That men can't control their arousals? No, not that. That's also true. Like, after a certain age, like, yeah, like at 12, I guess, like a fully developed or almost going through puberty young woman shouldn't sit in her father's lap because, like, in their anatomy, like, just the, the pure skim of a skin can, like, uh, cause their dicks to get hard. And, and I guess it has nothing to, to do, do with it. it with, with how they're feeling, and it may even make them feel awkward. But there's this, um, I don't know what philosopher or whatever this was, but there's, like, this whole, it's, like, a pretty famous one. Um, not for... You're talking about the Oedipus complex? So where, yeah. The, yeah, you probably know better than me. No, no, it's like we're at a certain age, and they're they're babies. Maybe at like four or three, they they you go through this phase where you're in love with your opposite sex. Yes, like, and it's a pretty extreme like philosophy. Like you want to marry your mother, you want to kill your father. It's like almost how it, all kids go through it. Yeah. And I do remember, this is a very strange story to tell, and I'm probably going to get judged, but I just remember, I never even asked my dad about this. I had to be like four, and I remember like, he was leaving, and I tried, he was giving me a kiss goodbye, and I tried to like slip my tongue. <laughs> He's like, what are you saying? I'm like, oh, no. No, like, no, 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 don't do that. That's a no, that's a no. <laughs> no, oh, that's, like, that's her mom only. Okay, well. That's totally normal. You're not going to get judged for that. I, I do remember, like, that. trying some shit. You know, like, I tried to cuss one time. Like, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, don't do that. Okay, note to self. Don't slip tongue in dad's mouth. <laughs> don't ask mom, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> negative, negative. <laughs> but it's true. Like, that's a part of, like, our human nature that we're testing social shit out and we're trying to figure out what's okay for us and what's not. So, I mean... Well, think about that. Like, that for... I mean, and we're totally talking about, like, in a heterosexual world because that's all we know right now, you know, but that was totally normal. To I mean, my mom says she remembers when I went through that phase and I asked her, I was like, Mommy, can I just please marry Pop? I love him so much. I want to get married to him. And she's like, she's going through this like, edit phase. Like, she's in love with her dad right now. Like, it's cool. I'm not going to take it personally, but... No, bitch. and it's, it's kids. They go through it and they love their parent of the opposite sex so so much and they say it into phase and they grow out of it it's mm-hmm. nothing to feel weird about it is like our initial like that's why we're so affected by our parents and our love for our parents as adults because that's literally the first experience of love of the opposite sex that we ever have it's mm-hmm. our first impression of like love that's why like you got daddy issues or mommy issues mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. sometimes they'd be issues mm-hmm. Can I have apple juice? Yes, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Our children are very needy this episode, guys. <laughs> one, I, think, one, I think they're needy in general. One moment, please. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, but you guys were talking about, like, uh, what age can you see your the parent of the opposite sex naked? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, babies, they have no idea. They're showering. They don't know. I think once they start questioning and once they start realizing what that is, then it's probably not appropriate to shower together anymore. Mm-hmm. So we often say, like, four or five. So because they can identify it, it's no longer appropriate? Well, because they're just sort of asking questions, like, what's that, what, you know, and they think. But isn't that the whole point of, like, like you want, like, being able to answer the question and make it, isn't it more awkward to take it away suddenly than to? I think the question would be, like, you know, 
if the rules in our home are, you know, protect my body and I do this when I'm alone and the question is like, well, why is daddy naked when we're in the shower? Then you're like, okay, well, why is daddy naked when we're in the shower? Maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as much as you teach your children, this is what a vagina and a penis is. They really don't understand what that is until they're like four or five and they realize like, oh, I get it. That's your penis and that's your private part. And this is my vagina and this is my private part. Mm -hmm. So I think once they start making that distinction, then it can be like, okay, then you can have your private time with that. You don't have to be all together. Once they're asking questions about it, I think is when you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember growing up, my mom being very open and naked all the time. Yeah. Um, it was me and her for most of my childhood. I didn't, my brother wasn't born until I was 13. So it was just me and my mom. Uh, she was a single parent. And so being seeing another female body wasn't unnormal to me. Yeah. So I, did, I never really had to like kind of like identify or figure out the other side of that, like as far as with the, with the father. Yeah. But now with <clears throat> Irie and her father, I mean, I guess it's a choice that... that that he would make on his own. I'm gonna. I'm going to assume that he probably isn't gonna be like showing his penis to her for much longer. If he even if he is, well, even he's not showing his penis, but just not like showing, changing, but just changing yeah, in front yeah, yeah. of her. But, but I know, like, you know, when we were together, we would. We would change. It was very casual. She was. She's. She's not even three yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but like I said, like the hippie in me wants to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. But then. It does. It, to a certain extent, it does matter to me. And I know there's a lot of people out here that are listening that maybe have different views. And if you do, please, like, I want to know what your perspective is. Like, what, what is it that, uh, like, do you and your husband or your partner, do you still show body parts to your child or expose yourself when changing or showering with your child? And how old is that child? What, at what age does it stop? Does it stop? Because I remember you mentioning, like, it's just like a, like in Europe, people like Yeah, like, right. Yeah, so we think, like, you know, we are very conservative in the U.S. This is, we're all about our privacy. And in Europe, you have nude beaches. You see people who are nude on the news or television. And so it's a little bit more accepted there. But at the same time, like, we're not in Europe. <laughs> so, and also, you know, as a result, like, aren't the, like, the, the sexual assault rates very much, much lower in Europe? too this, like isn't it because it's so restricted here it's almost like people are less like exposed so they're more it's more of like a forbidden food mm, not really I wouldn't say so like sexual assault is not like a crime of passion it's a crime of power and control so like I and physically sick, ill mental sickness right, like I want to physically be powerful and take control over you it's not because i want to have sex so badly and i want to have sex with you Mm. it's more of like i you are powerless in this situation and i want to have the power over you Mm. yeah so that's like irrelevant i wouldn't say that sexual assault is lower in europe i really don't know the statistics on that but we it's just so rampant in general I mean, I would say if it were lower, then maybe they're having more respect for women's rights and Mm. respecting them more as powerful figures rather than it be like a sexual thing. You know what I what I was thinking is what about like same sex couples? Yeah. Like, how does that work? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like two like two men that have a daughter. Mm. You know, how does that work? Do they like 
I would say have to bathe her until she can bathe herself. Like, yeah, maybe it's not. Like, but they don't have to be naked in front of them, with right. her, but she, they can bathe her without, you know. But I'm just curious. If there's anybody out there that's, that has a same-sex relationship, I'm just curious. Like, that's such an interesting thing that I don't feel like many people talk about, you know, like the rules of that. Like, um... I mean, I mean, like we say rules, but, you know, just the, the thought process behind that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or even the conversation. Like, there may not even be a boundary because I'm sure there's families that it's not a big deal. Like, super really committed hippies that aren't us. Authentic valley girl hippies. Yeah. Like, I want to do first class and be a hippie. <laughs> right. Do they serve trail mix in first class? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... I'm always I'm I try to be super non-judgmental, but I guess like that's our human like generally we judge. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I would like to know someone else's perspective because hey maybe we'll be you know persuaded to think otherwise. Right. Right. I mean whatever happens in your home is totally fine, but I think you also have to think about because we're not this hippie European society, your child also has to live in society as it is now, and they have to go to school in society, in society as, as it is now. Right. So you have to make these rules and say okay but this is where we live the reality reality is this Mm -hmm. and they have to live in that reality you Mm -hmm. know I have this crazy ass aunt (laughs) hi Kia (laughs) (laughs) and she told me like much younger when I was much younger that she got married and she's like She's like, hell yeah, I'm going to get married. She she was pregnant. She's like, I'm going to leave the kids at home, and I'm going to pretend like I left. And I'm going to watch how my husband interacts with those kids. And this is at this point, she's been married like, Five years. I'm like, this is oh, crazy. not like left her husband, but like left the no, house. No, she's like, she's like, I will pretend like I leave the house, and I will oh. monitor how you interact with our kids. I don't give a fuck if you are my husband. I don't give a fuck who you are. You don't trust anybody. She's like, you cannot trust anyone. And I used to really think she was crazy and had trust major trust issues, but the truth is, is you can't trust anyone, and you no, have no. to like, you can't. I, I heard a story about this woman. She had been married for ten years. Um, she had a baby. The baby was nine months old. She was surfing through her husband's of ten years computer and found child porn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And was sick. Yeah. And you know they they ended up going to like therapy and obviously she didn't get past that. Right. But uh, and she like as a result the stress caused her to get breast cancer because it was just such a heavy burden. But. This, and she's like, none of his friends that they had known collectively or he known for him personally had ever suspected anything like that. But, like, when it comes to sex, I mean, not even sex, when it just comes to people, there's some weird fucking shit. Well, people that are sick and there are people that are perpetrators and do this. I mean, we had a case where it was same. It was, like, a nine-month-old, like, a baby. Like, he was still in diapers. And... Mm. Um, this mom just felt like something's up and um she's like i don't know like your dad she was telling her husband like your dad is giving me this weird feeling and he was getting pissed like what do you mean this is my dad she's like i don't know like your the grandpa right yeah uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. the paternal grandpa right. like, your dad's giving me a weird feeling and he was getting pissed like what are you talking about it's my dad she's like your dad always wants to change the baby's diaper is always like the first big yeah i'll go i'll go and so it caused this big, like, they were about to divorce. And so what they did, but, but talk about their privilege, but they got, they were able to get, like, one of those, like, hidden cameras in a bear. Mm-hmm. And she put the hidden camera in the baby's nursery. And the, the grandpa, yeah, was molesting the nine-month-old. 
And so she was like, she knew. And that's like a whole other conversation that we talk about. Like when you talk to your kids about their body, it's always teaching them to go with their gut. So, yeah, because your instincts will do that. Yeah, and so really fostering that in kids, like go with your gut. Um, we, especially, I think a lot of women do this and sp- who grow up in close families. They don't want their kids to be rude. So they're always like, you know, we get to this family party, go hug and kiss everyone. And if your child doesn't want to, then you're embarrassed and you're like, don't be rude. Right. And go you sort of force right. them to go hug and kiss everyone. And we're teaching our kids to not trust their gut. Mm-hmm. And so if they don't want to hug and kiss, okay, that's okay. Maybe, Let them be rude. Maybe your rule is then you have to say hi and wave to everyone, and that's okay. But no, you don't need to physically go hug and kiss everyone. Right. And those are signs, too. If you if your child usually has no problem doing that, but there's one person that they don't want to do that with, you have to ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. That's a good, that's actually a really good observation. And I know, like, I probably have been guilty of that, making Irie, you know, go give them a hug, give Papa a hug, give, you know, this person a hug. And yeah. I need to stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I need maybe to stop it's doing a high that. five or maybe right. it's a wave. Yeah, yeah. like, she, she don't want to say hi today. And who cares if they think <laughs> your kid's rude? rude. Sorry, right, they don't exactly. want to say hi. It goes back to giving zero fucks about anybody else's opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's important. Yeah. No, 100%. I think that's really important. I think there was something else, um, Bila, that you wanted to touch on as far as... You had a family friend, I remember you talking about. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Well, this is more to, like, empowering, like, just the conversation to your kid around, um, like, their body. I had a friend. Okay, my dad's friend. She has a daughter. Careful. Whose daughter... um, I guess she was like 14, like a freshman in high school, and she was like adamant that she wouldn't let, that she was like the nicest, sweetest, oh my god, sweetest um, child, like innocent 14-year-old, and she didn't want her to get a two-piece for the summer. Oh, right. And I said, because she did, she's like, she was probably more developed than myself, she had breasts and stuff. So she was like really adamant about not her letting her get a two piece, and I, you know, like maybe I'm wrong. I shit, who am I? But I was like, be careful what you ask, or like be careful what you're restricting, because this is going to be her body for the rest of her life, and those breasts are her breasts, and whenever you go through puberty, you go through puberty, and that's not anybody's fault. But I, I just was telling her, like, be careful what you say, because at the end of the day, here's my whole thing, like, even when I was, I'm super nude, so it's hard for me to judge, but even when I was breastfeeding, my best friend said something to me so, I don't even know if I mentioned this, she's probably going to listen, like, you bitch. Um, <laughs> she said something to me that was so offensive to me, and she said, you know, I don't have a problem with you breastfeeding in public, but... You know, you got to consider other people. Other people are pervs, and you're exposing your kid to that. And to me, she basically said that I'm basically exposing my kid to be like, could could be like some kind of sexual object of desire for a for an onlooking perv. But my biggest thing is that you can't protect yourself and your kids from everybody's lurking weird ass eyes. No, so we can't try. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want. I don't want. Pay, no, no, no. No, no, you guys. Okay, you guys gotta go play out here. No, go back in the living room. You can take that out there, okay? Take the sword out there. Bye. It's too loud. Go on, babe. Um, 
Okay. No, you're right. And also, okay. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, like, so even like, so that's that's what the mom was saying. Like, you know, she has all those boobs. She's not gonna be wearing no two piece in front of these men. But my biggest thing is. Who are these? Like, obviously, we, we've, we've 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 brushed up on that. We don't know everybody's mo, and people are into some weird shit. But also, like, if you do, as even as a parent, if you get a weird vibe from someone even once, then maybe those people shouldn't be exposed to our children. And it should be less of a shift of guilt towards the kids. Like, oh, there's men around. Put some clothes on, which is true. But also, what men are giving you weird vibes that you are in such close proximity with? You yeah. know, so yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, twofold. One, like, let's not sexualize breastfeeding. It's not weird. And so many people are doing it, and more power to you. This whole, like, free the nip movement. I'm all about it. Right? Like, let's let's not make breastfeeding this uh, thing to be ashamed of. And if you want to breastfeed in public, fine. But I'm off that tangent. Your best friend is fine. (laughs) But... Um, with this whole issue about you know, I think why also if you sorry not to, to interject, if you don't have a child and you've never breastfed, then you just don't understand. True. So that the, probably has a lot, lot to, to do, do with it. it. Yeah. 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 I think also with um, you know, this whole thing about like you can't wear this bikini or you have to wear this one piece. <laughs> I'm sorry, but these kids. You guys should see that they are like silent, motioning, yelling, (laughs) like doing the like count to three in in silence. You want raspberries? (laughs) My kid always wants to eat. Only my kid goes like food. Food? I want raspberries. I think with the whole bathing suit conversation, I think you're right. It's finding that balance of, I don't want to shame you. This is your body. Love your body. Right. If you want to wear a two-piece, wear a two-piece. You're 14 years old. Like, right. I'm sure everybody else is wearing two-piece. Or it's finding that compromise. Like, hey, you know what? You want to wear a two-piece with your friends? Let's do it. Can we wear a one-piece at the family party, please? Right. Or like a tankini. Right. Come but tankini. It's, ha- it's being able to have that conversation with your daughter and not just restricting it. Like, like, you know, no, Uncle no. Tom Tom be looking so strange and everybody's tits. <laughs> or being like, how do you feel? Right. Like, you know? Oh, right, right. Do you feel embarrassed or do you feel, yeah. like, good about it? That's a, that's a good, I like that. Do you feel good? Do you feel confident? Why do you not feel good? Do you look good or, like, right? right. Okay, well, if you don't so, feel good, then don't wear it. And it's, it's hard to have definitive answers for so many of these questions because you, no one knows your child better than you. And so whatever conversations you have, you have to have, and you have to find what works for your family. Right. And you have to, it's about having that open communication. I think we all want that. A lot of us didn't have good relationships with our moms growing up in high school. We were demons. I mean, I went to high school with Erica. We were... Oh. <laughs> I am a more I am so scared about like this 12 13 14 like 12 12 through 18 literally I was a fucking demon right and you just uh you know every fucking thing yeah. are so hot in the pants oh my god even I did so much now that I look back I'm like oh my god I knew so many fucking pervs oh oh my god so Erica and I met when we were 11 playing soccer 
and we've always been we were in sports together and we went to high school together in retrospect when we talk about our high school experience playing soccer we had some pervy ass coaches yeah. that our parents trusted and you don't know yeah, like your little parents, shorts on and shit and they're your parents trust off. you with these people and you're like actually my soccer coach was getting us wasted taking us to concerts you yeah know? and there were rumors of our soccer coach like dating and hooking up with students and we just like kept it a secret and it was, it was funny because like, we're grown and like, we're cool yeah. and, like, you know? and, funny. and he was like, oh, he's so cool he's eating his drinks yeah so we're talking about like at, we're, we were at that age where we were like fuck our parents we, we were not close then and now as you get out of that I mean once I got to college and I was like I'm alone I, I need money <laughs> no. and I like, right huh? I missed my mom mm-hmm. and so you have this phase where you're really close and you have this open relationship then you fucking hate each other in high school and then you go out that and really miss them mm-hmm. and so it's it's this balance that you're gonna have to find with your kids knowing that that's gonna come never gonna happen I'm so <laughs> never gonna be my best friend for life never I'm so thankful Luna missed the Scorpio cut like I couldn't be like a cancer mom with the Scorpio oh child. my god oh, I'm Wait. a Scorpio child I know you're poor, you're poor my mom. poor mother oh my, my poor Libra mom oh my Damn. god I'm you sorry you drove her insane I did I did <laughs> I know I drove my parents insane. Like, they well, Irie's a Taurus, so she's gonna give me a run for my money. But I feel like I understand her. I feel like we have an understanding. Like, we understand our like crazy, yeah, <laughs> our like crazy stubbornness, like independence. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a respect <clears throat> because hopefully, I like I love watching her be independent and like learn things and like kind of go in and out of her little attitudes. Where I see my mom watch this happened with her and she's like losing it she's like ooh her Erica and I'm like, she should not be doing that and, da, da, da. and I'm like see that's what you tried to do with me and I went the and I rebelled and that's exactly why I'm not going to do that with Irene not that my mom did a bad job no, at all right, right it's just like I was there was no stopping me once I made a decision right you know, it's good to empower your kids but it's with boundaries. It's finding that balance. So you don't want to be super, super strict parents where your kids are just going to be like, well, F off. I'm I'm going to go right. party. You, We already know those. Things you know those girls whose parents were super, super strict and they happened to be the sluttiest girls in school. <laughs> and not, not to shame them or anything, but it was because they didn't have the opportunity to, to, to explore themselves. themselves. Right. So this is how it was coming out. But even also with, like, the way I was taught about, you know, from the very beginning about body parts and sex, I think it really kind of uh, explains the story of how I was as a teenager, and I was very secretive, and I didn't feel comfortable talking to my mom about anything sexual that I was interested in, because everything was, like, a secret or like Bad, not naughty yeah. or like you don't do that ladies don't do this yeah. and but my vagina is so because of that I didn't want to tell her anything like when I lost my virginity like I did not tell her when yeah. I thought about getting birth control I did not tell her yes. when I you know all you this, just did it all these firsts that and then I had friends who had relationships with their parents where that was the first person they told. Right. They couldn't wait to tell their mom. Right. Yeah. And their mom probably died inside. But, but they still listened. <laughs> yeah. You're like, right. You're right. I mean, it's also a cultural thing, right? And we make fun of this all the time. We're like, white moms, they let white, you know what uh, White moms, moms uh, right? say it. White moms would be, like, down for the get-down. But, look, I'm not being I probably should have had a white mom, because I wouldn't come out different. 
friendly. <laughs> but there's something to learn from the white moms, right? right. There, there is. is. There there's is. There's something like, okay, That openness wow. can go far a long way. Maybe I don't want to be as open right. and talk about my sexual partners with my mom, but maybe I want to have the conversation of, like, oh, you're thinking about having sex? Like, as much as I hate this, like, and as much as I really, really want you to wait or I want to make sure that you're in a healthy relationship... If this is what you want to do, like, let's look at your options. Right. When I told my mom I had sex, she cried. I mean, especially, you have to know your kids. It's so hard. She cried. I would have cried, too. I would have cried. But she cried, but it, I, and then I felt ashamed. Yeah. But again, it, that's what I've been talking about this whole and time, I right? I felt ashamed. It made I, it about her because yeah. you're like, oh, shit. And I don't blame crying. you, mom. I know, mom. Trust me. If I, oh, if you're <laughs> I listening to faint. this, if Irie has, when I, when Irie, or if, oh, God. Oh, you're going to lose it. You're going <laughs> to but I just, like, yeah, it did make me feel like, oh, well, I'm never telling you anything again. <laughs> never mind. Like, if this, this you're is just how sort this of goes. testing the waters, but then you have no idea how you're going to react or how your mom's going to react. And I can say now, like, I can be, talk all this, like, oh, I want my daughter to be independent thing, but when it comes down to it, who knows how I'll react. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm working now, taking the steps now to try to train myself yeah. to, like, because you know me, Jess, like, my facial reaction, I'm really bad at that. Like, you're talking about uh, earlier, like, being able to, like, train your facial reaction. Mm. Guys, I am so bad. My face tells it all. <laughs> yeah, this and is true. Yeah. I have to learn how to just be aren't you, neutral. Aren't you an actress? Yeah, but when, 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 like, when, like, when she can't train for it. <laughs> when, when, like, when, like, you know, like, deep-seated emotions are involved, right. it's really, it's really difficult. But yes, you're right. I should be able to do that. But you know, like <laughs> people, kids are having sex a lot younger. So what if at 12, 13 years old, your daughters are like, I want to have sex. I'm ready. That's really hard. We expect like, oh, absolutely fucking not. And, <laughs> right, exactly. but, and I brought you this for a little And you we're going to, I'm going to give you a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> to why this will not be happening. And it'll be really happy. It will be very pleasant. <laughs> so that's my whole point. It's like, it's so easy to say like, we're going to do, do this. this and we're, right. But your kids surprise you every day, I'm sure. Yeah. And they're going to surprise you with that, like, God forbid, or, you know, it's something that you don't expect, and you're going to have to sort of deal with that. And right. maybe your rule is, well, you know what? Actually, no. We're not going to look at that. Like, um, our rule in our home is that you you make sure you love someone. Do you know what that is? Or what are, the, what are going to be the consequences if you have sex? Why do you want to have sex? And so it's about asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Cause that's scary. It's scary. I mean, even like when I started my period, like literally the first thing my mom told me when I started my period was, "Now you can have babies." That's that's like that's fear. Like, what she is putting fear in me? <laughs> like those type of things. Like she thought that putting fear in me was, gonna was like keep was gonna a straight make me, line. But if any, it just like I don't know. She did the best she could. And you know what? I might have said the same exact thing. You know. You don't know what you're gonna say in the exactly. Moment. I don't. I don't. But. But those those little things that that you think you're making the right choices, you just don't know. You never know because as parents, you make split decisions. Like you make decisions in a split second sometimes, and you don't yeah. realize how those decisions can affect your child like years from now. It might be something that you you made that decision quickly and you never thought about it again. But that thing, that decision, stuck with that child yeah. for the rest of their life. That was a defining moment for them. Right. I think it's about being putting dads on the same page too. I mean, 
my parents obviously did not have that conversation about my period and I got my period and it was just my dad home <laughs> and I was like oh I told man my dad. I was like I got my period and the only thing he's, he's like call your mother at work right now <laughs> and so, but also when we have this conversation about talking to your kids about their bodies making sure dads are gonna get with it yeah and they have to be on the same page as you cause I, I'll snap at um, uh, the dad real quick like no 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 don't get on her about something she doesn't know what that means. Don't say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, don't make her feel guilty or ashamed. So he's on the same page because, you know, when especially when you're co-parenting, you have to be, like, in alignment so there's not these confused mixed messages, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's never going to be perfect alignment. No. no, there's not. But just saying, like, hey, at my house, this is the rule. Like, I would appreciate if we can have stability and this is what we do. Like, if at my house we're going to call it a vagina – please call it a vagina at your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And this is why. Yeah, this is and this is why. This is the podcast. <laughs> We're going to send this link to our baby daddies. <laughs> this, this one only. <laughs> I know. I don't need to Everything else is encrypted. <laughs> Locked. Why can't I click on anything else? I know. <laughs> not for you, not for your ears. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to talk to us. I feel so much smarter now. Yeah, I feel smarter too. And I hope that you guys listening got some good tips. and Empowering information. Yeah, from our dear friend Jessica Romo. She'll be back with her expertise because she is our expert on everything. (laughs) She's our phoner friend expert because she knows everything. Well, I guess that concludes today's sex education. Sex education. If you guys have any comments, questions for Jessica, we can relay the messages if you DM Just put, us. Just put expert in the subject line. Yeah. <laughs> you guys make me feel so special. You're like our smartest friend, so if you have any questions for this expert, Jess. No, seriously, if you do, because she has a lots of answers, and she likes to talk. So. She can consult. Thanks. For a small fee. <laughs> So yeah, again, um, you can find us at goodmomsbadge underscore bad choices. You can DM us there. You can also email us at parentaladvisorygmbc at gmail.com. And we're still working on that Twitter. <laughs> no, I, I did it. It's oh. um, our Twitter is good bad moms. <laughs> oh, okay. Our Twitter is good underscore bad moms. Bam. Okay, so follow us on Twitter. We'll tweet. We'll tweet back at ya. Yeah, we're going to start tweeting this week. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is a lot of outlets, guys. Give us a break. This is a lot of work. We're also, like, raising humans, too. <laughs> Trying not to fuck them up. <sighs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll avoid a make boys a topic, because that ain't going to stop it. Now, we talk about sex on the radio and video shows. Many will know. Was and of course how it should be. Those who think it's dirty have a choice. Pick up the needle, press pause, or turn the radio off. Will that stop us, Pat? All right then, come on, spin. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you.